0: Today, uh, just uh, a little dusty to snow. We're going to be snow-free today, but uh, could tomorrow be the day? Thinking about that, I actually bagged some leaves yesterday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> I can look out my backyard, and I didn't get all the leaves before that last snowfall. And now that most of the snow is gone, I thought, oh, I might as well get around to... I got a half a bag. So bizarre, but uh Yeah. It is uh, likely going to snow tomorrow. I did see a stat from Environment Canada that suggested more than 72% of the country is experiencing unprecedented drought conditions right now. But uh, we spoke to Kyle McCauley from Environment Canada and explains there could be some snowfall by tomorrow. Currently, there is actually some snow in Saskatchewan, more in the northern part of the province from a low-pressure system. That's tracking to the east, Uh, not really going to affect southern Saskatchewan too much today. But then after that, another low-pressure system comes into the province later on this evening. And that tracks a bit more to the south and brings in a few centimeters of snow into southern Saskatchewan. And there is a little Arctic air, I see, uh, that might descend upon us next week. There it is. There's, There's a high midweek next week of minus 20. It's inevitable, right? It's coming. We know that. But it sure is going to be a shock to the system because right now when you step outside in the evening, and we shouldn't be complaining when it's only like minus 10, but it feels cold as we've already kind of acclimatized ourselves to this milder December and uh, now January already. But uh, yeah, it's coming for sure. And hey, moisture will be necessary. For a good growing season too, so uh bring it on here. And snowmobilers. man So many of my snowmobiling friends uh, headed to Whitefish, Montana because of the great uh conditions there. But uh yeah, they're not bad up north, but they're not that great either if you're a snowmobiler. Coming up later on the show, Mayor Sandra Masters will be stopping by for the first time of the new year in studio. I am uh, interested in asking her how, well, how prepared we will be for that cold weather response, given the temperatures next week. If indeed they fall even further than that minus 20, likely in the evenings. Also, uh, I'm curious too how the the lack of snow might be helping out our snow removal budget and what that means for us. Well, I got to get an update, too, on smaller garbage bin swap. You could swap a bigger brown bin for a smaller one now and save about a hundred bucks a year. And and I know some of you had texted me suggesting you requested a swap, have yet to get the bin. And the mayor had told me just before uh, Christmas they were catching up slowly but surely with demand. I put my online request in just this week, and all I got was an email response saying, Thank you for the request, and that the next time it's my uh, garbage day keep my bin out at least till three in the afternoon because they might come along and swap it out. And if they don't that first time, well then the next time keep it out till three in the afternoon. That's what my email said. And I had asked the mayor too, if because this seems like a lot of work, doesn't it? Because my brown bin is perfectly fine. There's no cracks in it, but I'd asked the mayor, did you guys budget for swapping out the big ones that seem perfectly fine for the little ones? And wouldn't this latest idea seem like a budget waste if we suddenly have all these big brown bins back in the hands of this city? Anyhow, here's what she told me about budgeting for this swap. So
1: we have $270,000 each for the green and the the blue bins for replacement because they do get damaged. Shockingly, they get hit by cars and whatnot. Um, And then the brown bins, we have $290,000 budgeted for that. When we take them back in, uh, we actually, if they're in good condition, we hold on to them to replace uh, those that get damaged because they just will naturally deteriorate over time so uh that's been budgeted for uh i think that we followed the best practices of other cities who started composting programs uh across the country turns out almost everyone has and, um, so we followed their best practices and the idea is to where folks is to reduce the amount of garbage you're putting in your brown bin so you should have a smaller one
0: so there you have it that's what the mayor said about uh budgeting for they swap but uh it seems like in my neighborhood everyone still has the big brown, big brown bins. I don't see the smaller ones as much as I see the big ones, but uh hey. If I can save almost a hundred bucks, I guess huh, I'm going to. The way they juggle that fee over, I'll do my water bill. Uh, I see what you're doing there. Don't you worry. The legendary icon is actually going to be brought back to life uh, through the miracle of uh, AI. You may have heard how successful this ABBA show is in London where it is literally using AI technology where it appears that they're live and they've mixed it with a live band and it's selling out. It's making millions of dollars week after week. People are, you know, happily partying with uh, ABBA. That is, well, they're holograms, right? Well, now they're going to do the same with Elvis Presley. They're working on that and uh, intending to go on a world tour sometime in late 24, early 25. Elvis will head back on the road, at least a hologram of him with a live band. Everywhere you go, it seems you're either hearing coughing, hacking, or sniffling, or a co-worker or someone in your family is down with a bug of some sort. Cold and flu season. And COVID, too, also acting up just about everywhere in Canada and the U.S. right now. And I'd asked our family physician and uh, Dr. Carla Holonati to join me. And she, too, seems to think that, yeah everyone seems to be getting knocked out by a bug or rebounding and it's it's really going around isn't it so
1: we did see a bit of an earlier start to the season than what is typical Um, and now that season usually peaks sort of late december early january if we look at older data but we are definitely seeing
0: quite a surge right now what is a cold as opposed to what is the flu what are the, the the biggest symptoms that are the difference in the two
1: the flu, which is influenza, what we tend to see is that things like fevers and chills are much more common than when we see with the cold where people not quite so often get an actual measurable fever. The flu tends to also have a lot more sort of aches and pains associated with it. Quite a lot of headache, body aches, feeling like you kind of got hit by a, a truck almost. And it tends to be much more common to have things like significant fatigue and weakness with it as opposed to the cold which tends to have more of that sort of stuffy nose sore throat things with it and be typically a little bit less severe feeling now important to remember that they do share a lot of symptoms so sometimes it's hard to tell them apart
0: does it matter if i get a flu shot then after i've had the flu if i indeed had the flu and didn't have a flu shot should i still get it even after or does it matter well
1: the we we try to plan ahead and predict what's going to be the most common strains of influenza for the year. And that's what gets put into that flu shot. So if you haven't had the flu shot and you got influenza and it's truly influenza, then probably you've got protection from that most common thing that's going to be circulating in our community this year. But important to remember that lots of people think that they've had influenza, but didn't actually.
0: And so unless
1: you've had that sort of lab confirmation that you truly did have influenza, probably is still a good idea to be vaccinated, recognizing that the common cold is out there and is probably a lot more common and a lot of people make that mistake.
0: Dr. Carla Holonati, what are some of the best remedies? Is it chicken soup or is that just an uh, old wives tale?
1: is definitely not wrong we definitely want people to stay hydrated and, and soups and broths if they're something comforting and help get that fluid into you it's a good idea rest and fluids are sort of big things along with time that's going to make people feel better number one you got to protect other people if we can sort of not get the whole house sick if we cannot get the whole workplace sick or the whole classroom sick that's a win so making sure you're doing lots of hand washing, covering your mouth when you're coughing or sneezing, staying home if you're sick. And especially we would say kind of 24 hours or more after a fever has resolved would be a good idea. Don't go to work if you've got a fever. And then consider wearing a mask to prevent transmission to others if you have to go out to, you know, pick up medication from the pharmacy or things like that. Category number two, medications, over-the-counter stuff. So things like acetaminophen or Tylenol, ibuprofen or Advil, if you're feeling fever, headachey, those are all reasonable things to use and then occasionally we consider antiviral medications in high-risk people so those would be the very young people over 65 if you live in a long-term care home or if you've got some certain chronic medical diseases we consider using antiviral medication
0: all right doc well i thank you dr carla holanotti some welcome advice with so many bugs uh seemingly knocking a lot of people out of commission lately for sure <laughs> Oh, what a great song. I do love my Holland Oates. And, of course, they're fighting now. But uh, John Oates says he's over it. He doesn't care what Daryl thinks anymore. They were fighting over finances, of course, from uh, the duo's hits of the past. And Oates, he was unmasked on the Masked Singer before Christmas there, the Anteater. That was bizarre. I saw a video of that the other day. Speaking of (laughs) lists... A lot of wealthy and influential people were busy looking to see if they were on Epstein's list last night. What a lousy after-Christmas gift. If your name is on Epstein's list. But yes, hundreds of pages of sealed records related to Jeffrey Epstein were made public Wednesday, revealing previously unknown details about the late accused sex trafficker who called some of the world's most wealthy and influential people his friends, from Bill Clinton to Prince Andrew, and previously the documents had been a part of Epstein's accuser Virginia Drafray's 2015 civil case against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell was convicted of sex trafficking in 2022 and is uh, currently serving a 20-year sentence though she is appealing. Now Epstein of course he was facing like 45 years in prison for his alleged crimes but later hanged himself while he was in prison in 2019. And after the announcement In December, many speculated as to what would be found in these new unsealed documents. Well, really, there's no major bombshells as of yet, because more documents are still to come. But uh, some of the revelations here uh, just within the last few hours, it's no secret that Bill Clinton was friends with Epstein for years, and he was widely speculated to be one of the high-profile figures that would appear in the documents. There is one line of testimony that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. But it should be noted, Clinton is not accused of any misconduct in these documents at all. And uh, for years, supporters of both Trump and Clinton have accused one another of greater involvement with Epstein, but uh, nothing really in these new documents backs up these claims either. Uh, Trump posed with Epstein and Maxwell in in that now-famous photo that was taken back at Mar-a-Lago in 2000. And in 2002, he referred to Epstein as a terrific guy during an interview with a New York magazine. That was Trump. And almost a year ago, uh, Prince Andrew reached a settlement with one accuser over accusations that he'd sexually abused her numerous times when she was still a minor, but he denied the allegations, but officially was stripped of his royal and military titles in the midst of all the legal proceedings against him. And in these new documents, well, there's testimony of him I guess taking a puppet to look like himself, putting it on his own hand, and then touching the girls. Alan Dershowitz, Epstein's former attorney who really helped him clinch a sweetheart deal long ago in which he avoided prosecution for sex crimes against minors. Uh, He plays a major role in a lot of these unsealed documents. According to testimony, Dershowitz was often there for massages. Anyhow, I'm sure you're going to be hearing more and more from these documents in the coming days because they're slowly releasing more on uh, this website that actually crashed last night from so many people trying to log on to get the information. But a lot of influential and Hollywood-type people are definitely concerned with mu- what might be revealed. David Copperfield, the magician, apparently would go to this island with Epstein and perform magic tricks. He shows up. In some of these papers. And he's actually trending right now. Because he couldn't make it disappear. People making uh, fun of him. In these documents. And there is a line or two in there. That suggests that Copperfield. Kind of knew what the girls were there for too. But uh, it's just so ugly. But of course. Everyone wants to know. Who's being named. and. What was said about them for sure. Walking around the house, just looking around, thinking, man, I, there's just no snow left. I, uh, my my house faces south, so I've had no snow in my front yard for, it seems like, months. I know it hasn't been, but... And then in the backyard yesterday, I'm wandering around. Oh, there's a bunch of leaves. I may as well pick them. I bagged half a bag of leaves yesterday. It's so bizarre. But uh, there's some snow tomorrow that we might actually have to either sweep or shovel away. Two centimeters tops. Not a heck of a lot, but... Uh, It's going to be nice to get a little, a little moisture and you know what? It kind of looks dirty and brown around the city. So I'm okay with whitening things up and it'll look better too. For sure. Kyle Macaulay from Environment Canada explains what's going to happen here. Currently, there is actually some snow in Saskatchewan, more in the northern part of the province, from a low-pressure system. That's tracking to the east. Uh, Not really going to affect southern Saskatchewan too much today. But then after that, another low-pressure system comes into the province later on this evening. And that tracks a bit more to the south and brings in a few centimeters of snow into southern Saskatchewan. So there you have it. It's coming! But not a lot. But you know what else is coming next week? uh, Some uh, more Arctic-like temperatures. Highs of minus 20 in the extra long-range forecast when I look at that for daytime highs. Hey, have you seen the video of this defendant? I just told my producer, Frank. I asked him because it was all over social media late yesterday. And and Frank, did you look at that? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, this guy, this defendant is standing in front of a Las Vegas judge In the courtroom. She charges him with attempted battery. And the moment she does that. He launches himself through the air. Over the judge's. Well desk or whatever. Where she sits up there on. And and tries to attack her. And thankfully of course. There are others and security there. To stop. She, She didn't get hurt seriously. But everyone's sharing that video it seems. Because just the guy. The height he gets flying through the air. You know, it's like a flying squirrel, only a giant flying squirrel coming across the screen towards the judge. But uh, thankful that no one got hurt. But what what a crazy video that uh, you're probably going to see at some point today. Or you can Google it for yourself here, too. But this is a really cool story here. I wanted to share with you this 13-year-old kid in Oklahoma by the name of Willie Gibson. He's a young video game streamer. He just became the first person to... Ever beat Tetris. And if it's been a while, let me remind you about the game. Each level of Tetris gets faster and faster, right? And usually it just keeps going until you lose. But there's a glitch where it can eventually get so fast, the console can't keep up and it crashes. Until now, only AI has been able to to beat it. Now this young man made it to level 157 before it finally crashed, froze up on him. And you can watch... Him playing it on YouTube, and and when it crashes, he freaks out. Kind of starts
1: hyperventilating. Oh, 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 oh my god! Oh, yes, I can't feel my fingers. If you set your mind to something and you put work into it, most likely you will get it if you try hard enough.
0: Thirteen years old, and he crashed Tetris on Nintendo. It came out like what? Thirty-four years ago, nineteen eighty-nine. More than two decades before this kid was even born, he says his next goal is, well, to do it again, but more efficiently. But man, that's a pretty cool factoid to have on your resume. (laughs) I'm the only one to be Tetris ever.